chapter 7, and I'd like to read some of the closing verses of that uh, particular biblical passage or chapter. Amen. We'll be considering verses 24 through 27. Take your Bible and turn with us. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. And for those of you familiar with Scripture, you will find these as words that uh, you indeed are familiar with. Jesus said, Therefore, whosoever heareth these things of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. I'd like to use for a thought this afternoon, surviving the storm, surviving the storm. But before we do so, we're going to ask true worship if they would come and sing for us. You don't have to worry. Let's receive them by saying amen. Paul said, our life is hid with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. Thank the Lord for that beautiful song, amen, being sung by true worship, amen. Sister Elizabeth, Sister Jatasha, Sister Jacinia, we thank God for them in the name of the Lord. Surviving the storm, surviving the storm. Our text was taken from this seventh chapter of the gospel according to Matthew. And if you were to read the two prior chapters, chapters 5 and 6, they all come together to comprise what we have come to commonly call the Sermon on the Mount. This marked Jesus' beginning of his public ministry after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, triumphing over the temptation of the wicked one, Satan. And during the course of this preaching, he teaches on a number of topics. The Beatitudes talks about being the salt of the earth, how to deal with anger, how to deal with temptation. He talks about loving your enemy and practicing forgiveness. 
about giving and about how we should pray. He talks about fasting and the purpose of it. He teaches us not to worry, and he cautions us on judging one another. You see, he was establishing this doctrine uh, as a way that he expected his followers to live. And in essence, what he was doing was raising the standard of living life uh, to a level that really pleases God. And it was a level, frankly, that was above the level required in the Old Testament law, that law that Israel received from Moses. One thing you will notice in this sermon is that Jesus speaks very authoritatively. He speaks like he is a God. Hallelujah. He says, for example, ye have heard that it has been said, but I say, praise the Lord. Somebody said he came to take away the first, that he might establish the second. And this is important because Jesus Christ was not like a deity. He indeed was God incarnate, God manifest in flesh. And he concludes this sermon by making it clear that if we hear and obey his words, our life will be built on a foundation that will make it possible for us to survive the storms of life and to live with him eternally. However, if we refuse to hear and obey him, and choose to build our lives in some other way. The storms of life will indeed come to us too, but it will destroy us, and we will have no eternal life. We should all know that the Bible teaches that anyone born into this world only has a few days and is full of trouble. But Jesus gives us the answer as to how to survive the storm. A lot of folks today don't really know how to survive the storm of life because they don't know that Jesus is the only wise God and our Savior. Paul calls this understanding of the fact that Jesus Christ is the Lord the mystery of godliness, the mystery of the Godhead. And you see, what many people, including some Christians, do not understand is that Jesus Christ was God Almighty in the flesh. Again, he was God incarnate. He was not a demigod. He was not a theophany. He was very God. When he lived on the earth, he was the God-man. He was fully God and fully man. He was the word that John talked about in his gospel uh, that was since the beginning. Amen. For in the gospel, he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And uh, in his uh, opening of his first epistle, he writes that Jesus Christ that was the word that was from the beginning. He said, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, 
which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. So Jesus Christ, my friend, was no more the second person of the Godhead than we are multiple persons because we play various roles in life. Because we talk to ourselves does not mean we are multiple persons. Because we think abstract and contract, uh, concrete uh, thoughts without speaking those thoughts does not make our thoughts a different person from our tangible being. Because we have a body, a soul, and a spirit does not make us three persons in one. Jesus Christ, as the word of God, was the holy one of the Old Testament. He is the one Isaiah was in reference to when he said his name would be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ, amen, in the New Testament book uh, called the Revelation that was written by John uh, is the one that John said was the one that sat on the throne. He alone can speak chronologically about himself as the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. I shared this theology with you, in, amen, in hopes that you will understand or at least accept that this is why Jesus Christ could speak so authoritatively during this sermon. He is God, and beside him there is none other. And so in our text in Matthew 7, amen, he concludes his sermon with the words uh, that we have read. And he wants us to understand that the only way we can survive the challenges of life is that we have to build our life on his truth. And therein is the kernel truth of this message. If you want to survive, you've got to build on Jesus. You've got to obey Jesus. He said, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine. Amen. People need to hear the word of God. And you need to hear the word of God from a God-sent preacher. Paul said in the book of Romans, amen, verses 4 and 5, how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Amen. Uh, we have a many preacher in the land today, but many of them are not anointed and sent by the Lord. Someone said some are anointed and some are appointed. Some sent. And some went. If you are blessed today to have a preacher anointed and sent by the Lord, he will tell you what thus saith the Lord. He will not tell you what you want to hear to try to make you happy, to make you jump, to make you sing, or to make you dance. But he will tell you what the Lord wants you to hear. God spoke through the Old Testament prophet Ezekiel, and he said, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. Paul the apostle told Timothy, his son, in the gospel, preach the word, the word of God, in other words. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. 
But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. So we must hear the word of the Lord and we must do the word of the Lord. In other words, we must obey God's word. Ah, hallelujah to the Lord. We cannot be hearers only. We must be doers of the word. Amen. The apostle James uh, spoke to us about that. Amen. I believe in the first chapter of the book of his writings. He made it clear, amen, that if we are just hearers of the word, we will not be blessed. But we must be doers of the word. Let the church say amen. Amen. And so if you were to turn there to James chapter 1, amen, and consider, amen, verses 22 through 25, you will find that he said, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. He said, for if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass, in a mirror. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, that is the word of God, and continueth therein, that is, obeys what he has seen, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, he said, this man shall be blessed in his deed. That is the word of the Lord. And so we are blessed when we obey the word of God and when we do his will. Jesus said, when we hear his sayings and do them, he would liken us unto a wise man. Many a person today thinks that they are wise. They think they are wise because they are educated. They think they are wise because they have earned degrees or certifications. Um, but I have come to understand in life that a person can be highly educated and yet be a fool. Education may provide you with knowledge, but knowledge is not necessarily wisdom. If your education has told you that there is no God, then it has made a fool out of you. Psalm 14 and 1, amen, and Psalm 53 and 1 says, The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. You see, wisdom is knowledge rightly applied. And Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, save Jesus Christ, said in Proverbs 4 and 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Paul said about Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith, that Christ is the wisdom of God. So when you hear and do the teachings of Jesus, you are like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Amen. The rock represents a solid foundation. Your life needs to be built on a solid foundation for the storms of life are going to rage against you sometime. Jesus said the storms of life were like rain, torrential rain. He said they... Torrential rains then turned into floods, and they were aided by the blowing wind. Amen. Hallelujah. On the contrary, those who refuse to hear and obey the word, 
Amen. Jesus likened them to being a foolish man who built his hand, his house, I should say, on the sand. And you see, the problem with building on sand is that over time, sand particles can lose their friction and be washed away, creating gaps beneath your foundation. Amen. When the storms of life assail you, and they will, amen, you will not be able to stand if your house is built on anything other than the truth of Jesus Christ and his word. You will experience total ruin. You cannot survive the storms of life without Jesus. And so, my friend, we are involved in this present storm. Amen. We have called this storm coronavirus. Trouble is on our hands all around the land and around the world. Amen. We are being inundated with information and misinformation. And speculations are running high. Fear has taken over the minds and hearts of many. And many are thinking the worst. They are expecting the worst. And their emotions right now are out of control. And people have locked themselves in their homes. They're afraid to come out. They're buying firearms. They're afraid they're going to be robbed. Amen. People are storing up liquor and drinking it down to try to calm their fears. Some have lost their jobs. Some feel like they have lost their livelihoods uh, and expect to experience financial ruin. Children are banned from attending schools. And some parents' nerves are now frayed, worrying about how to keep their children entertained because there's no ball game to take them to. Hallelujah. There's none of the other entertainment activities available to them outside of the Internet. Amen. We will reach the point soon where people, amen, who do not know how to get along with each other will start getting on each other's nerves and won't be able to control their anger. And some are convinced that if they contract the disease, they're going to die. Amen. They're not sick. They're just afraid. And the Bible is right again because the Bible says fear has torment. And so folk are literally living in torment. Absolute foolishness. Amen. But it's because their life is not built on the solid rock, which is Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, in this day and time, especially in our society, we have made education and science our God. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. Science, amen, is wrong many a time. Because all scientists do is set forth an hypothesis that is something that could be true, something that might be true. But then the burden of truth rests on them to prove it. But uh, it's rare, rare, rare that a scientist sets forth a hypothesis and cannot prove it and is humble enough to come back and admit they were wrong. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the problem with most people is they don't do their homework. They just hear whatever they hear and take it in and believe it. Praise God. It's like a sponge. And unfortunately now, they're soaking up many untruths. Praise the Lord. And so now we have this pestilence. Amen. What we would say is disease. The Bible calls it pestilence on our hands. And all the smart scientists around the whole world are working feverishly trying to find a cure. But to date, 
There is none. The disease is said to have started in China late last year and has circled the globe now in a few short months. And the science God has no cure. The God of education has no cure. There is no pill to swallow. There is no syringe filled with a serum to inject in your body. And people are losing it. And rather than turning to the Lord and praying and seeking his face, people are turning to their priest called science and their priest called psychologists. And the psychologists are recommending the old Eastern religion practices. And they tell folk, all you got to do is breathe deeply and meditate. Amen. That's one of the most foolish things I've ever heard. Amen. You can breathe deep all you want. You might get a cleansing breath, but it's not going to bring peace of mind. Hallelujah. Amen. No, no one in the national secular media is encouraging the people to pray. No one in the national secular meeting in media is calling the people to repentance. No one in the national secular media is calling the people to confess their sins. We have strayed a long way from God's truth. We hate, we lie, we steal, we practice injustice. We have thrown God out of our schools and political institutions. We call good evil and evil good. We have thumbed our nose at the Almighty and told him we don't need him or his Bible. We have been told by our secular scholars, even in our seminaries and schools of divinity, that scripture is myth. It's just ancient word. It's just folklore that has been handed down through the generations. We have said that uh, it is all right to engage in immoral living. And folks are now living together and they're not married. They're having sex and they're not married. They're abusing their bodies with alcohol, tobacco, drugs, and now even vaping. We have been blessing homosexual unions. And we told the lesbians it's all right to do things that God condemns. We have decided that there is more than two genders that God made. We have confused our young people into thinking that it's all right to be transgender. As a nation, our lives are built on lies, on the shifting sands of relativism. And we are shaken to the core now by one of the forms of coronavirus. This one is number 19. And some are thoroughly confused and don't know who to turn to and where to go. Amen. You can't go to be tested. It's by appointment only. Can't go to your doctor. It's by appointment only. Can't go shopping. The malls are closed. Can't go on vacation. The resorts are closed. Many have built their life on the shifting sands of feelings and lies without absolute truth. And those who were once bold and brash have become like whimpering children. But I heard the word of the Lord when God said, If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land. Thank God for his truth. Obeying his truth enables us to stand and to survive the storms. Let the church say amen.
And so when Jesus Christ, amen, hallelujah, talked about how to survive, came to my mind is, amen, one day he was on a boat with his disciples, amen, and he was back in the hinder part of the ship, and uh, he was asleep, praise the Lord, and they were out on the Sea of Galilee, and while they were out there, amen, the Bible says that the wind began to blow. A storm arise and begin to beat on the waves, and the waves were dashing against the side of the ship, and the waves were coming over into the ship, and the disciples were sore afraid, and they ran and they shook Jesus and told him to wake up, Master, don't you care that we are perishing? The Bible said that Jesus stood up and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, peace, be still. And when he spoke the word, amen, Jesus Christ, who is almighty God, the wind stopped blowing and the waves stopped dashing and there was calm, sweet calm in the elements. You see, because God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Hallelujah. And that's what we need today. We need the peace of God. I hear Jesus when he said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So my friend, I say, let the rain come and the floods roll and the wind blow. Hallelujah to God. I'm not going to worry and I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to do what David suggested in Psalm 121. Amen. Come on, son. He said, I'm going to look to the hills from whence cometh my help. He said, my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber or sleep. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shade upon my right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall listen to me. Apostolic Fellowship Church, y'all that are sitting under the covers with your knees knocking because you done hit 60 or over. Those of you wrapped up like you're in a cocoon waiting to die. You're not a child of this world. Oh, Jesus. I wish I could make it plain that we traded in our fear for faith. And not faith in faith, but faith in God. Let the church say amen. Hallelujah. Rise up out of the ashes. Rise up out of your fear. Rise up out of your worry. Hallelujah. I'm 
here to tell you right now if you believe in God everything will be alright let the church say amen David said the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil it's in my Bible maybe you need to open your Bible amen worry boy and see if it's in your Bible Psalm 121 and 7 the Lord shall preserve thee maybe you need to say that to yourself and the people near you in the room the Lord the Lord the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil he shall preserve thy soul the Lord will preserve thy going out that's why if I have to go to store I go out somebody said you got a Medicare card in your wallet that's alright I'm going out I'm not going to be crazy and tell somebody to exhale while I inhale but if I need milk I'm going out if I need gas I'm going out yeah 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 Lord good Lord will preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore shout yeah shout yeah shout yeah shout yeah look to the hills from whence come your help let the rain come let the flood roll let the wind blow I'm gonna wait on my God I'm gonna wait on the Lord hallelujah for the house of my life is built on truth hallelujah I know if I wait on him everything will be all right after a while yes it will yes it will Isaiah said have you not known has thou not heard that the everlasting God the creator of the ends of the world fail not neither is weary there is no searching of his understanding listen to this he gives power to the faint and that him that have no might he increases strength even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall but they that wait on the Lord strength. They shall mount up with wings as eager. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. I will survive the storm because my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I shall not the sweetest frame, but holy lead, holy lead, holy lead.
name, on Jesus' name, on Christ, that solid rock I stand, all the other ground is sinking sand, shout yeah, shout yeah, shout yeah, shout yeah, I'm so glad one day I heard the word, the word of God, I'm so glad I repented from my sin, I was a sinner, but I was baptized in the water, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and when I was baptized, my sins were forgiven, my sins were washed away, my sins are under the blood, I came up out the water and called on the name Jesus, for the Bible said, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall, shall be saved. I receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and I know I have it because I speak with other tongues and the Spirit give utterance. I quicken in my body because the Holy Ghost is on the inside. It moves me. It shakes me. It encourages me. It inspires me. It anoints me. Shout yeah. Thank God for the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus Christ the Lord. Hallelujah, I will survive. I will survive the storm, and so you, you will survive also if you build your life on the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Not the ideas of men. People say one thing today, and then tomorrow they're saying something else. Five years from now, they found out all that they were saying before is false. Why would you build on that? When David said, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. I'm going to stand on the word. Hmm? I'm going to stand on the word. And so if there's an opportunity to come out and pray, I'm coming to prayer meeting. Huh? I'm coming to the prayer meeting with my Medicare card in my wallet. I'm still coming to the prayer meeting because Jesus can do for me what nobody else can do. He can heal you. He don't need a pill. He don't need serum. He can heal you because he knows all about you. He made you. Hallelujah. And when we come in here, we're not right on top of each other anyway. Thank God we have a place that's large enough here. Amen. Well, you don't have to be shoulder to shoulder to anybody. You can almost pick your own pew. Praise the Lord. What you afraid of? What you afraid of? You sit up here listening to these talking heads who have a, another agenda and trying to scare you half to death. Some of it so they can get some of that two trillion that's coming out of Washington. Folk don't mind lying when it comes to money. So they can get that money coming out of Washington. Hallelujah. But let me tell you, the arms of flesh will fail you. And you dare not trust your own. Praise the Lord. Money doesn't pre prevent you from catching coronavirus. Huh? Have you thought about it? 
Amen. You don't need a whole lot. You can't go no place but to the grocery store anyway. Huh? Amen. People sitting up there watching the news. This is news now. If they're not talking about coronavirus, what they're trying to tell you is that, oh, people are buying just tops now. They ain't buying bottoms. Who cares? That's news. What they're saying is everybody's zooming. Everybody's using some kind of technology. And so they only have to show the upper half of their body. The world, it, they don't make any sense. When they should be praying, they're talking about folks just buying tops. They should be praying. Somebody ought to say, listen, all these smart folk around the world, from China to America, ain't nobody figured out a cure for this? With a stark reality, people don't even think. We don't have cure for a lot of things. We don't have cure for a lot of things. You're still catching the flu. And more people are dying from flu than coronavirus. Huh? They shoot you with a supposedly a dead virus or something, they say. Amen. And I don't know about you, but when I get the dead virus, I get the live flu. So I stopped taking the dead virus. You can't get the flu from a virus. Well, my empirical evidence says, yes, I can. Yes, I do. So you go ahead and get shot if you want to. But it only seems to cover certain strands. So if the serum doesn't cover your strand, you can still get the flu. Huh? Because, because people have put their, their trust in science and in medicine, they feel like even if they get a false, it's nothing but a placebo almost, then they get in their minds, I'm going to be all right. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Amen. You listen to some of these folks out here trying to scare people half to death, tell them 20% of folks in the United States are going to die, only if God says so. Huh? And those numbers that we're told are built on some kind of false, false information. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let me tell you something. I know y'all don't like this in, 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 in apostolic fellowship land. Don't like to hear me talk like this, but I'm, this is who I am. First of all, I'm not going to be ruled by fear. Secondly, praise God, I'm going to live until I die. I am not going to go somewhere and sit down and die. I want to die in motion. <laughs> Doing something. Praise the Lord. Unless I'm old and can't go no more, that's one thing. But after that, I want to go trying to get something done. Praise the Lord. I'm not going to sit up and wait for death to come knock at my door. Death is going to have to catch me. <laughs> Hallelujah. And some folk die because they don't do enough. You sit down, your muscles begin to contract, you get stiff, you get old, your heart gets weak. Move! Get up and move! Come out and pray! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Holler to Jesus! Give him the glory! Hallelujah. And don't be ruled by fear, but have faith in God. Again, I'm not telling you to do foolish things, but it's not a foolish thing to come to the house of the Lord to pray. Think about it. And that's where some of y'all are missing this. You're being ruled by your heart, not by your head. Think about it. Close the church, but keep the liquor store open. That would make me go to church right there. Be telling you, don't tell me you got to close the church and keep the liquor store. What do folk need with liquor? The Bible tells us to be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. I'm coming so I can be filled with the Spirit. I don't need liquor or wine. Hmm? Praise the Lord. The gun shop is open. What you need with a gun? What you worried about? Praise the Lord. You can't shoot coronavirus. Who you going to shoot? <laughs> Who you going to shoot? 
but, but the gun store, the folk are out in the parking lot, parked on the grass to buy a gun. Huh? A couple months ago, we were decrying the problem of vaping in our young people. It seemed like the government would have used this opportunity to shut the vaping stores down. But that's another essential business, the vaping store. You tell me you can keep the liquor store open, the gun shop open, and the vaping store open, but I can't come to prayer? I'm going to prayer. I'm going to church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is our lifeline. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if we need anything, all we have to do is ask. And it shall be given us. Seek. And we shall find, knock, and it shall be opened unto us. And when the son of the saints come near, you don't have to draw back like you acting like the world. Huh? For years we've been saying in Apostolic Fellowship Church, when you get to a certain time of the year when it seems like some communicable diseases are out there, all we need to do is touch elbows. Listen, ain't nobody got coronavirus from touching elbows. Just do what I tell you to do. And stop using your own mind, sitting back here with your knees. Every time you... Uh, 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 acquiesce and, and give in to fear like that, you're not honoring God. You're not honoring the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Survive the storm. How many of you expect to survive? I expect to survive. Survive. Matter of fact, I'm going to thrive. Amen. Mother and I are talking about going through our neighborhood and putting a little note in our neighbor's boxes. And saying, listen, we're going to have a prayer meeting, a Zoom prayer meeting. All you got to do is dial, in, dial this number, log in, amen, with this member or meeting ID, amen, and we'll pray for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Folks, if you come to the door, they might, they might shoot you in these days and time. Praise the Lord. But amen, maybe they'll come to a Zoom prayer meeting. Praise the Lord. How about that? Amen. Let's, 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 let's turn this into a good thing. Man, we don't want to see anybody die, obviously. But let me tell you something else you need to think about. You sit up there and you watch this stuff, and these people flash the various people that have died. A few, a few have died, relative or comparative to the whole United States of America. 330 million people. A few have died. And I'm not discounting their deaths. But when you look at the majority of the people that have died, they have had other uh, underlying medical problems. Huh? Even today I heard where a police officer in uh, New York City passed away. They say from coronavirus. Amen. But the man had asthma, other uh, bronchial problems. He was diabetic. He had kidney disease. Tell the whole story. Huh? Tell the whole story. Earlier this week they were talking about a young fellow who was a nurse in New York, and he died. Looked like he was about 30. And, oh, this young man died. Had his sister on there crying. So I, you know what I do? I don't, they say something. I start looking it up. And I looked it up and found out he was gay. They didn't tell that. So he might have had a compromised immune system. They didn't tell that. Huh? You see what I'm saying? You can't just sit up here and let these people give you half the information and you take it all in. Amen. And what, 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 what bothers me is when people will sit up there and watch that stuff and believe it, but when I say something from the Scripture, all of a sudden they want to, get, they want to practice critical thinking. 
Now they're smart. Huh? Now they want to interrogate the word. You shouldn't believe most of the stuff you hear out there in the world. Huh? Because the world has a, uh, a, 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 a commander-in-chief, a lord called Satan, and he's the father of lies. Praise the Lord. He's the father of lies. They don't mind giving you just a little. Listen, a, a little bit of truth without the whole thing can still be a lie. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let God arise. Amen. Let his enemies be scattered. Amen. You're built on a fallen, solid foundation. Hallelujah. You will survive. Amen. You'll survive the storm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And if any of you should get sick, call for the elders of the church. We'll anoint you with oil. We'll pray over you. The prayer of faith. Glory to God. Not the prayer of fear or speculation, but the prayer of faith will save the sick. And if he forgive, if he's committed any sin, it shall be forgiven him. I've been preaching to some of y'all a long time telling you that there would come a time when the saints would go back to what the Bible says and call for the elders of the church because the pills wouldn't work. That's the time we're living in and we're going to continue to see this. We can't run and hide somewhere in a hole. Let's arise. Let the Lord bless us and survive. Cause people to come into the kingdom before it's too late. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's pray by your head, most wise and gracious God. You are greater than all, everything that is in heaven and earth. And you have been given a name that has been highly exalted above every name, whether it be in the earth or beneath the earth. Every tongue will confess that you are Lord to the glory of God. Hallelujah. You're the only one that can help us. You're the only one that can deliver us. You're the only one that can save us. Glory, hallelujah. And so we put our trust in you. And every day that you give us, we rejoice in that day. And we are glad in it. And we claim your promises for that day. Hallelujah. Because you promised never to leave us or forsake us so that we could boldly say that you are our helper. And we will not fear what man would do unto us. Oh, help us, Lord God, to be people of faith, people that stand on your word, people that look for opportunities to let others know that you are still alive, that they can survive, if they'll stand on you. Now, Lord, let this word of the Lord that has gone out today prick the hearts of somebody. Help them to turn to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. If someone, Lord, has been acting fearful rather than practicing faith, let them repent and hear their prayers right now and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, have mercy on them. Then anoint them and bless them and raise them up and give them strength and courage to do your will. Now, Lord, we thank you for your blessings. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together. Put your hands together and bless the Lord. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise will continually be in my mouth. Amen. We want you to know that we love you and we thank God for you. Amen. And, uh, Amen. I'm not angry with you, but I do want to stir up your pure mind. For those of you that have kind of been caught up in the whirlwind of fear, let you know you don't have to be afraid. Amen. We can put our trust in the Lord. Amen.
you've seen worse than this. The Lord has brought you through other things. He's going to bring you through this too. Amen. You can look to the hills and bless his holy name. Amen. Throughout this week, we'll continue again uh, like we did this past week. Uh, Wednesday night, we'll have another Zoom Bible study session. Matter of fact, we'll have two. Elder Geddes will be teaching uh, the young people that are in the Dominate the Day class, and we will be uh, having our Bible study on Wednesday night. Uh, keep your ears and your uh, eyes open uh, to your sources for information so that when we're communicating with you, you can know what we're doing and and be involved. How about that? Amen. Amen. If you're having trouble getting on, we'll provide help for you to, to get on your computer and connect with us or your phone or your tablet, whatever the case may be. Uh, we stand ready to help you. Amen. And let us love one another. Amen. How about that? And pray for each other and encourage each other. And not just us, but remember God's people everywhere. And remember people that don't even know the Lord, that the Lord through this situation will cause their knees to bow and their heads to bow and their hands to be lifted to him because he will have mercy upon them and our God will abundantly pardon them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. And so God bless you. We love you and pray that God's blessing will continually be upon you in the name of the Lord. At this time, amen, true worship is coming back, amen, and we want you to sing with them and rejoice in the Lord, and amen, lift up your head, O ye gates, be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, let the King of glory come in, amen, everybody, if, if any way possible, stand to your feet, even in your home, and let's clap our hands, pat our feet, amen, and open our mouth in praise to the Lord. Let's receive true worship with a hearty, amen.
true and living Savior. Let's put our hands together one more time and praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Surely we are reminded this morning that we can survive the storm. Hallelujah. And we certainly give God thanks for the preached word of God. We certainly give God thanks for the, the praise leaders as we endeavor to remind ourselves of this great message of hope that we've got. That we are people who have committed our lives to a God who is well able to keep that we have committed unto him against the days of trials, against the days of trouble, and finally against that day of judgment. At this time, as we prepare to, to, to close out this session, we invite everyone to be prayerful as we go about our day affairs and be prayerful not just for those within our church community, but remember those across the world, for there is much suffering and much fear as our pastor has expounded so well on. Invite us to bow our heads at this time as we close out. Gracious Lord, we bless you and we honor you now. Lord, we thank you for your word that has come to us, reminding us that we serve the true and living Savior, that you, God, makes all the difference. And as we build our lives on you, we have confidence, Lord, that we will survive and we will thrive even in the midst of the storm. And we thank you, Lord, as the word of God reminds us, Lord, that we can speak, hallelujah, to the storms in our lives and take confidence that the Lord will protect that which we have committed unto him. I pray now, Lord God Almighty, continue to keep your people. Continue to provide for those who have needs to be met, hallelujah. Continue to sustain your people, Lord. God, even those who have lost their jobs, I pray you make ways. As we as saints, God, rally around each other and demonstrate the love that is becoming of disciples of Christ. Lord Jesus, we thank you now. Now unto him that is able to keep that which we have committed unto him. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior.